I felt that way my whole career, honestly. You know, it's just that that small market. We don't have the the big time names. You know, the ones that are all over the TV and stuff like that. So um, it can get a little wild for us. But um, we have stars. You know, Don's a star. Rudy's a star. Boyan, guys that deserve to get those calls, and it's just not happening for us right now. And uh, it's it's unfortunate. There's Mike Conley. In the midst of the rage from Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and I expect they'll both get fined for stuff they said, Conley with the quietly devastating assessment. Do you feel like you're not uh, getting the calls? Oh, I felt like that my whole career. Nice. Mike Conley postgame. Time to bring in a guy who got pretty worked up himself, Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Bowler, good morning. Uh, Good morning, guys. You know, PK's come to learn over time that I psychoanalyze everything, and I was psychoanalyzing you during the game. You know, yeah. I know I know Matt a little bit. I know you obviously much better. And I thought there was one point when you got frustrated with the refs, you were ready to just, shut up, Matt. I'm mad, and I'm going to let it rip. And I could just kind of feel Matt going, whoa, I haven't seen this side of Bowler in a while. I better just get out of the way and let him roll here. Yeah, there what, was uh, What irritated you the most? PK and I have come up with our and we'll tell you what our plays were but what really set you off uh i think when Embiid uh continued to i thought um you know harass donovan and actually punk him a little bit by constantly putting the t in in the official's face and then finally the official gave donovan a a, a technical foul the first of two uh, which would then uh put him out of the game and just a few minutes later I, I we really had a good close-up of that and that irritated me that was disrespect of the game which the league talks about and I thought it was a it was a taunt and uh that's what upset me the most that a player could not officiate a ball game and I thought Embiid was doing that oh agreed that pissed me off royally man <laughs> that was that was complete and total disrespectful, and and I actually think some jazz guy should have gotten his face and said, "What are you doing? Knock Enough. it off!" Yeah, yeah. The whole night, uh, you know, I, I, there were some really interesting comments, uh, and obviously Donovan let it fly. And yes, you're right, DJ. Uh, there will be fines. To what extent, I don't know. And what what money, what value? <laughs> ah, who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's something that a lot of teams want to say. Uh, again, you know, we've all worked in this market for quite a while, and it's the same conversation that a lot of fans have had with us about. And I don't like to say small market. I'm at a. I'm at a point where Utah and has has grown, and we're we're mid. Okay, we, are we the big? No, you know, that's just the way it is. But. We're a mid-sized market. I, I like to get rid of the small market mentality personally. That's just me. Uh, but, look, you've got uh, multiple all-stars and you have a two-time defensive player of the year. And Some people say you're whining, but at the same time, you know, in, in critical games such as we saw last night, you just have to kind of wonder why the calls go the way they do. And I'd be interested to hear what you guys thought. Uh, you know, I, I have three that probably – we're very, you know, I think we're controversial, and that's where the anger level really starts to jump. Um, I'm not sure what the front office thinks. So they're very quiet when it comes to that. I know that they have had at times publicly, you know, had conversations with the league about issues just like what we saw last night. But, 
the one that really riled me, I thought, was just that Embiid was over the top with antics. And that is something the league has said to us as broadcasters and and to the players about respect of the game, taunting all the above, but that did not occur last night with Joel Embiid as he just kind of officiated himself. And I, I just at the time, it was an intense moment. Uh, the Jazz uh, and Philadelphia really obviously battled from the opening tip until, you know, overtime. And the shot by Embiid was incredible, by the way, uh, in regulation to hit the three, please. That was, you know, uh, he made the shot, and he takes about three a game, and that one just happened to be right down the, the barrel. And, you know, then things got heated as, as we went to overtime, even more so than it was in regulation. I actually loved the post game. I loved the display of emotion. I thought the game was over when Donovan got kicked out, so I enjoyed that. I mean, I wouldn't want it on a nightly basis where it becomes a huge distraction, and right. we've seen players do that. But I think in an isolated case, I enjoyed the fact that him, uh, Mitchell, and Gobert basically went off because if nothing else, it shows me how much they care. Yeah. No, PK, sometimes it has to be done. And, you know, I, I know that there's some fans who believe stay calm, cool, collected, and stay within yourself. But I tell you, still in the human nature, I think all of us blow a top on occasion. Uh, and it costs them financially. But, you know, I think that's just something that, you know, they wave away. That They say, I think what, what I heard last night was not only a statement for the team, but for the for the organization and the, and the state and the fan base. Um, that's what I heard. Uh, I, I may be, you know, wearing the rose-colored glasses, and I admit, you know, I'm with this team. Well, used to be on the road, uh, but not this year. But still, you know, you, you just know these guys. You know how hard they work. You know the frustration that comes with the game and losing. Uh, but this this team is dialed in to take it to the next level, and they don't want to be disrupted for for things that they can't control. And I know – you know the league. You know the the the, the team. That you know Quinn always says. You, you know just control what you can't control. And when you feel like you've lost control of something you can't, uh, you know, pull back in. Uh, that's the frustration part. And I think it's just been building. I really have. Even though the Jazz have had great success this this first half of the season, there's been nights uh, you can tell conversations I've had that it, it, it it's a frustrating issue that's gone on. You know, for not not just this season, it's, it it goes way back. Carl and John would probably tell you the same thing back back in the day, so to speak. Well, we already cited the examples. I mean, you know, longer than any of these players have been here, longer than Quinn, longer than yeah. Dennis has been here. You can go back to I don't know how many people are in the organization even now from when uh, the mystery foul and Kobe. Oh, he fouled the hell out of me and. Devin Brown, he wasn't within a foot of you, dude. I mean, right, it, was, it was just right. a terrible call. And whether it's a terrible call because refs are bad or it's just a terrible call because people make mistakes or whether it's a terrible call because, hey, Kobe's a superstar and he gets calls. You know, whatever it is, it was a terrible call. And you yeah. could go back to Dick Bavetta in the finals. And, like, I get that 27-year-old fan may not remember that, but I, I guarantee oh. you a 47-year-old fan sure is wincing in agony just at the word Bavetta. But, right. but Bowler, this has been going on since before Dick Bavetta was a ref. Will Chamberlain never fouled out of a game. This is just the nature of the NBA, and nothing ever changes. And I get people are human and below their top because – I've blown my top to PK on the phone in 2021. So I, t- and I'll, I'll tell you later what it was about and you'll find it okay. hilarious. Yeah, and, like and so it just, it, uh, you know, I get that. 
But I watched that Jordan documentary, and he was exhausted. Just like the Jazz were exhausted. I thought they were really fatigued in New Orleans. right? And if they had played in Philly, the way they played in Philly, if they played like that in New Orleans, they would have won that game by 10 or 15. Right, right. But Jordan, when he was exhausted, found something, even if he had to make it up, that made him mad, that summoned this extra energy. That's what they're going to have to do going forward because the calls aren't changing. It didn't change with Wilt. It didn't change when Magic reffed his own playoff games and went down the middle and threw his arms in the air and yelled and got to the free throw line. It didn't change with Jordan. It didn't change with Kobe. It didn't change three years ago when Dwayne Wade got free throws and Gobert went off and got fined, and then he got a foul. One second on the jump ball. One second in the game he had a foul, and three minutes in he was kicked out. This stuff never right. changes. We yeah. can be as mad as we want, and it's kind of fun radio, so I kind of like it. But <laughs> it doesn't change. No, you know? I think, I think that, that probably is the, is the end point of the whole discussion is that you can be frustrated, you can voice your frustration, but this is something that just isn't just one particular night in Philadelphia. This is something that you just... Uh, eloquently stated, this is just a, uh, something that we have seen trends throughout time. And, you know, it's a human element. We're always going to have that. Do you want it robotically done? Most people would say off the cuff, well, yeah. But in reality, no. The human element still is part of the sports brand of what we do. It also, as you said, DJ, motivates, generates sports talk, right? Which we're having at the moment. But it's a human element that will never go away because mistakes are made. The eye, how quick do you actually see? And then the replay maybe is the worst enemy of the official. Look, just for an example, last night on the out-of-bounds play where Royce busted tail to save it, my eye went where? My eye only went to his Foot. foot. But my argument is that the replay official then told us and again, we're waiting as the fans are, and you feel you feel um, like you're you're misinformed because the uh, the out of bounds official actually could have told us or even put a hand to his thigh to say, it you is. know, no, the ball hit my leg, yeah. which I later learned from Sakakis that that actually was what they looked at. Not the foot where we all were, were focused upon, and clearly uh, Royce released the ball, and Donovan had had a runaway bucket to the rim uh, had it not been whistled. And that is what was upsetting, too, is the misinformation, or at least where my eye went, when he, as an official, personally would have said, he could have jumped and said, no, hit me here, out of, you know, the ball is dead, but that didn't occur. And I think that's what, and then the replay was such a long, you know, ordeal of, of time. It's like, what, what could it be? And then we find out that the ball actually, before even Royce busted tail to save it, when he reached for the ball, he actually glazed the leg of the official who was out of bounds, dead ball. So that would have taken care of a lot of the argument had that whistle or his reaction would have helped us all understand what had gone on. What's your level of concern having lost three of four versus oh, it's a little bit of a lull, nothing really to worry about? Well, I think uh, DJ said something. Fatigue, I think mentally uh, there's been a lot of stress on this team down the stretch, and you know, holding on to the top level of the NBA isn't easy. Another lesson learned. You know, you bring up the names of LeBron and Michael, 
this is where it really gets tough, the mental side of the game. Look, physically, uh, and also, I mean, there's fatigue, but also I think Quinn has told him, and and Donovan has said it too, PK, is that, look, we have the attitude of not being tired, of not being fatigued. If you're going to win it, if you're going to go to the Western Conference Finals, if you're going to take it, then you have to push through. So this is one of those things, I think, that you push through. Jazz are still a very deep team. They have a lot of weapons, three-point shot, rim, mid-range, Clarkson, Joe. Um, you know, I, I don't think you can get – the way they've lost have been close battles. Zion, look, man, the guy's good. He's he's much improved even when we saw him a month, couple of months ago in Salt Lake City and the Jazz took two from the Pelicans. That's a good team. Ball's better. Ingram's a good blend. And uh, I still think the Jazz overall, PK, have a, have a deeper bench in reality, uh, but also multiple weapons. They're just going to have to push through and grow. I think this is a process. People may not like to hear it, but it is. You know, to go from one level to the next, you have to experience a hell of a lot. And last night was probably one of the best examples of, of a season where when you have the target on your back, you have to find ways, DJ, as you just said, you got to find a way to get angry, get mean, get nasty, not knocking people's heads off, but internally finding ways to push through. Uh, and I think last night was just one of those steps. I really do. Hell of a game, by the way. And uh, you can see why Philadelphia, and Bede's a beast, 280, the guy's nimble. He's like Zion, uh, even better, in my opinion, at the moment. And uh, you know, Tobias Harris is uh, is is a player that complements him well, and you've got some shooters. They don't take a lot of threes. Their game is more old-fashioned, is to power and beat you up. So the Jazz, have, I think, have to become a team too, where they can handle the physicality and also answer back themselves. I thought Rudy played well, uh, despite Embiid's power play, but uh, he tried to hold his ground. He, you know, he's outweighed by forty. Uh, but Rudy was, uh, you know, doing the best he could. And what I like too is that Gobert had the back of Donovan and Conley. It's well documented now that he wasn't on the post game list, but he said, "Nope, I'm coming in." That tells me too, close team, got your back team. We're not done, and and I think this is only a motivator for the second half. So I would say that I am. Uh actually watching the way this trip ended, I wouldn't worry about the Jazz winning a bunch of games in the second half. I think what you need to worry about specifically, though, is this trend, uh, and I'm not sure why it's happening. It could be because they had so much continuity early, they just had an edge early. Also, you got to give other teams credit to adjusting to what the Jazz are doing. But when they're seeing good teams uh, second or third time, they're losing. You know, yeah, they beat Philly the first. And I know there's a bunch of one-offs. You know, Embiid didn't play in the first game. So there's a bunch of this built into it. But the second time they see Miami, they lose, and I realize Miami was healthier. The second time they see Philly, they lose, I realize Philly was healthier. The third time they see the Clippers, because the second time they saw the Clippers, the Clippers didn't have their stars. But the third time they saw the Clippers, they lost. The second time they saw Denver, they lost. And I wonder how much of this continuity and how much is – they're playing differently than most of the league, and it takes teams a little while to catch on. But once they do, they can figure out how to handle it. And those, I don't know which it is, but that's where the red flag is for me. Yeah. No, no it's, it's fair. It's a fair assessment. And I think that's where the Jazz adjust to have to throw another wrinkle into what they do. I think what I see, too, DJ, is that on missed shots because of the threes, the amount of threes, 
those balls kick hard most of the time off the rim. Thus, you get a, a running downhill mentality, and the Jazz have trouble in transition. And that's where athletic teams with guard play, fast guards, can actually bust tail and get out and score at the rim. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing. The three can do a lot of damage. A couple of back-to-back threes, you get a run rolling. But if you miss those shots, you allow your opponent uh, to jump and go. And I think that that's where I would see, too, some of the problems uh, that have occurred is uh, the ability to, to break the paint, get to the rim off missed shots. And the other part I would say, uh, despite the way the Jazz have played, turnovers still become an issue. It, it is for every team. But I think for the Jazz, they have to be much more protective of the ball, make sure the pass is crisp. You can't lob it over the top and have a guy pick it off in mid-flight, which happens, uh, I think, too often personally. But um, I, I, those are a couple. I think you know those are a couple of areas that you would have to look at in the second half. You know, cut down the turnovers three or four a game, uh, and not allow the team, especially when you turn the ball over, to score off the turnover. And that's what the Jazz have given away a lot of points, and they fouled quite a bit during this road trip as well. And it's hard to, to corral the Zions and the Embiid's of the world. But uh, that's those are issues I think you have to talk about. Bowler, as always, we appreciate it. You enjoy the downtime, man. Look at you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah take a little breather. I'll be ready by Monday. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, we'll uh, we'll be back at it on a home game. The other part of this too, uh, PK. By the way, I mean I, I could use a song, but I, I know that's probably what you and DJ got into it about <laughs> over the phone. But uh, you know, sing us out to a break. But the Jazz have a challenge too to start the second half. Right, Houston home, then five on the road. So they just come away from four. So I tell you, the second half of the season starts with a challenge. They're gonna have to find their road, uh, their the, the way to win on the road again, like they did before. Uh, just to be clear, we didn't get into it on the phone. He just absorbed my sound and fury. Oh, I was frustrated. I was frustrated about something else, and so I called PK because I knew he'd understand, and I let her rip. You let her rip. I let her rip. Yeah, he was is just there, no. PK you, was just being a good teammate. Hey PK, any fines forthcoming? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I've known this me. man <laughs> for for almost thirty years now, yeah. Yeah. and that was that was, that top was tenor. awesome. Yeah, that was a top tenor. Yeah. I let her rip. Oh, I covered yeah. a lot, I covered a lot of ground. Would that have been a twenty thousand dollar fine night or <laughs> oh <laughs> big time? I like yeah. to talk, but I didn't even say five words. Wow, because it was not it was you. not uh-huh. my time to talk. It was my right. time to listen. Uh huh. Yes, uh-huh. I had to take it, it to a safe space, and I did. Yeah. It was impressive. <laughs> well yeah, done, it was. DJ. It was. It was good. That was a little but disturbing too. You know, sometimes <laughs> as cool and calm as you may be, sometimes the long fuse just burns at the end, and I think there that's what is. happened to to you. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. No. I, I think PK agree, would agree that that was probably ten to twelve years in the making. It was a long fuse. <laughs> that is a long fuse, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. All well right. Done. We got we got to run, Bowler, but we appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate you getting all sorts of fired up on the broadcast. And yeah, and you and Matt, good. even though you're in separate cities and neither one of you are in the city of the game is, I thought you guys did a good job of being on the same wavelength. 
I could really yeah. feel what Mao was thinking when you were getting fired up. Yeah. And if we get him on over the break, I will discuss this with him. Yeah, discuss I, that with him. Please. I mean, I'm I'm more into the broadcast than most people are going to be because it's what I do, and I've had to do remote broadcast. But yeah, I thought thought I thought there was some telepathic communication going on between the two of you. <laughs> I was impressed. <laughs> Six cents. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Thanks, Bowler. Guys, talk soon. Thanks. Uh, take care.